0: The Giants erupt in Chicago again. They hit five home runs today. They score 16 runs. They have 20 hits. They've set a franchise record for the most home runs through their first six games of the season. But some people are saying they're too feast or famine. They're too reliant on the home run. We're going to debunk those myths next. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already. And hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. And this was a big game for me. This was a game that momentum-wise and psychology-wise for the team, the team psychology... And for the fans, it was important because you're either going to be 2-4, and which means you're losing twice as often as you win here for the first six games, or 3-3 and coming off a win and flying across the country for your home opener. And so a big swing game here. And so I was a little bit nervous and hoping the Giants would get off to a fast start. It felt important to me to kind of just put up some runs early. And that's exactly what they did with some really high quality at-bats in the very first inning with... Uh, Wilmer Flores working a walk after taking some tough pitches and fouling off some tough pitches, and David Vr roping a double uh, to left. It wasn't able to bring around a run, and so it was second and third, two outs, and Michael Conforto, who was dropped down in the lineup a little bit. He's probably the guy who's kind of scuffled the most in the you know through the first five games of the season, but he's just too good of a player to hold down for too long. And sure enough, whap, he hits a three-run homer there, a two-out, two-strike three-run homer. And by the way, the Flores walk and the VR double also happened with two strikes. And so that's the thing. People have been focusing a lot on the strikeouts, and for good reason. It's too high of a strikeout rate. I have been saying that over and over. But what I've also been saying is that, that the, stri- the rate at which they've been striking out is is unsustainably high, and it's a hundred percent certain to come down. And so, eventually, like it's it's just a fine line between success and failure in this crazy game of baseball. Because you know, for the two out, two strike, three run homer to happen, all three of those guys needed to not get put away when they had two strikes on them. Otherwise, the inning would have ended. The Giants wouldn't have yet scored any runs, and who knows how the rest of the game goes. But You know, game of inches, game of just singular moments, singular pitches that can alter the course of a game and perhaps a season, ultimately. That's getting really vague and macro there. But it was just a really important and big first inning. Lance Lynn is a good pitcher. And so enough with the narrative that I see that the Giants, like they can't hit good pitching and their feast or famine. We are making too many generalizations based on a handful of baseball games It's crazy. We do this every year. If you just take a random six-game sample from the middle of the season, I'll point it out during the middle of the year, and nobody really cares because at that point we've moved on from these narratives. But just because they've been a little bit feast or famine in the first six games of the year does not mean whatsoever that that is some kind of permanent trend that they're going to have for the season. It just does not mean that. Is it possible that they could be that way? Yes, but it wouldn't be because we saw it through six games. And so for me, the way I look at it is like you just kind of combine it all. And when you combine it all, the positives outweigh the negatives right now for the San Francisco Giants offense. It's actually funny because the offense has been so much of the story with the feasting and the famineing. You know, when they have a game like the other day with when they hit seven homers, today when they hit five more homers and score 16 runs and have 20 hits. We're talking about the hitters, but it's all kind of masked the fact that the Giants haven't pitched great so far this season, which is, you know, I think a lot of people thought, okay, this is a team that's going to rely on its pitching and try to squeak across a couple runs. And I have said this a million times, but I think that is kind of a false narrative as well about the Giants. People just mistakenly don't think of them as a team that's capable of being a good offensive team. It's like we forget that they set a franchise record and led the National League in home runs just two years ago. And it wasn't, they didn't have a single guy hit 30, and yet they led the league in homers. And so this is that kind of team. I mean, they lead the league in homers right now. They have, what is it, 15 home runs on the season. Nobody else even has 14. So, and you might say, well, it all came in you know, it's all been bunched together in a couple games. It doesn't matter to me because what it is, is it's individual players doing individual things. And so it doesn't really matter that like seven individual players, or I guess it was six because VR had two homers, hit their home runs in the one game. It just matters that those guys hit homers. And so spread it out, have them all happen at once, doesn't really matter. The shutouts, the explosions, just combine it all. And when you combine it all, it's it's been a good look for the Giants offense to start the year and it's masked. I mean Logan Webb has a 6.55 ERA after a couple starts. Alex Wood got the start today. He wasn't really sharp at all. And so coming up in just a minute, we're going to start looking at some numbers and we'll also start looking at some pitching for the San Francisco Giants as they are coming home 3 and 3 after setting some franchise records in a really weird opening Uh, road trip and so we'll get into all of that in just a minute but before we do this episode is brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. I have done this myself because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop, At eBay Motors, that's what you have. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed, the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff and now's the time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know what I'll be voting for, you know, cookie dough. Yes, that's right. I have a soft spot for cookie dough in general and Built delivers that candy bar deliciousness that I'm looking for in a healthy bar with a healthy profile, in a typical bar, really, just like four grams of sugar, close to 20 grams of protein, not a lot of calories and there are so many delicious flavors and you can vote for your favorite and when you go- when you vote for your favorite bar or puff you will be entered into a drawing where 50 50- Lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, one lucky fan will get a 12 month subscription to Built to have their best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, which is over, but maybe you could still vote in April. Hello. So hop in and support your pick. All right, as promised, we're going to get into some numbers, I suppose. Like, I I, I like numbers. I know there was, like, some back and forth between me and somebody else yesterday kind of, Not, I don't want to say arguing, but kind of criticizing my approach. If you know me, like, I use numbers to analyze the game. I also love the game. I watch the games. So I'm not just buried in a spreadsheet, which, you know, I see that from time to time where people they're into the numbers, but they don't, they don't really understand the game. Well, I feel like I got a a feel for both, but, uh, you know, the numbers are a fun way for me to analyze the game. And so, you know, every day it's really fun for me in the early part of the season to look up Uh, What are some of the numbers for the San Francisco Giants? And so going into today, we were looking at things like the Giants were 25th in batting average, but 15th in on-base percentage. This is out of 30 teams, by the way. 14th in slugging, 7th in isolated power. And so right there, those first four numbers, what we're seeing is the rate of hits isn't that high and I can explain why in a minute but yet when they're getting their hits they're hitting for power that's what that 212 iso which is seventh best in the major leagues was saying and that was before today so just wait until these numbers update for tomorrow overall the giants entering today had a 111 weighted runs created plus meeting overall even with the strikeouts and the low batting average and all that by this metric 11% better than average offensively were the giants and then they're expected numbers were even better than that they have a 337 weighted on base average but an expected weighted on base average of 349 just think about the robbed home run off the bat of jock peterson as an example of there was you know that kind of ball it is expected to have done some damage and it was caught it was actually an out and so yeah, that's why that's how the expected numbers can vary from the actual numbers. It's, and so get this, this is where it really the rubber meets the road. Giants walk rate entering today, they drew a bunch more walks today, and so this is going to go up again, I think. Uh their walk rate was third at 12.6%, third highest in the league. Their strikeout rate, however, was 29th, meaning second to worst at t- uh 31.7%. And so I'm not here to tell you, "Oh, that's fine, don't worry about it" because it Comes with home runs. I think some people, that's what I'm saying when I say we read it into the early season trends too much. Some people will say, like, you're just thinking because that's what happened over this was based on five games that that is who they are. But that's not how baseball works. It does not stabilize that fast. And they are not going to have a strikeout rate of 32% on the season. I promise you, it's going to come down it's going to be more like 23%, 24%, which is right around average, maybe a couple ticks worse than average, which is what they were last year. League average was like 22.4 and the Giants were like 23.9. And so when all is said and done, it stands out now, but it's going to stand out less and less. And today was a good example of it. They had their share of strikeouts, but it wasn't like the story of the game. And so just more of that moving forward and the number will just keep sliding down. But Kind of under the hood, even on those types of numbers, there's even more we can talk about, which is that their chase rate, which a couple days ago was poor. Uh, I think it was they drew nine walks in the middle game of the series, despite losing, they drew nine walks. And so that chase rate went all the way up to 11th best. And so that's what I expect. I expect the Giants to be very much near the top in terms of not swinging at pitches out of the strike zone. And when you can combine not swinging at pitches out of the strike zone, and then when they are forced to then come in and give in because you're, you know, getting ahead in counts constantly, and that's what we've been seeing on these days when they've been hitting these homers. It's not just like lucky homers, they're working good counts, they're taking balls, and putting the pitchers in pressure situations where they have to come in with a strike, and then they're hammering and punishing those pitches. And that is the name of the game, that's like offense. 101 for me. And so that chase rate getting better and better, I think we'll see it again improve after today's game, uh, is a good sign. But get this, entering today, the Giants were dead last in contact rate at 69.6%. So when they swing, they only have, have entering today, made contact about 70% of the time. So 30% of the time they miss the ball entirely, which is again, it's too early to say, well, that's just who they are. What it means is that explains why they're striking out a lot because they're not making as much contact as you would like. So obviously you don't want to be last in strikeout or uh, in contact rate and you don't want to be second to last in strikeout rate, but I just don't believe that's going to be what continues. And today I think we saw a lot of contact. We saw a lot of uh, tough grinding at bats, fouling off pitches, Yes, there's going to be some swing and miss. That's baseball in 2023. Every team has some swing and miss and more strikeouts than there were, you know, 30 years ago. But you add it all together and I'm encouraged. They're also they were also second in barrel rate and a barrel in this day and age. I know if you're kind of familiar with baseball lingo, you've always been taught and correctly that, you know, barreling up the baseball just simply means like hitting it on the sweet spot but this is actually a technical term, a barrel. Now, I don't like that they've taken this term that already meant something a little bit different, but a barrel officially now means you hit the ball hard, meaning 95 plus miles an hour, which is how we define hard hit. And also you hit it at kind of an ideal range of launch angles that leads to serious damage, like Home runs and extra base hits and stuff. And so, anyway, the Giants' barrel rate was 13.1% entering today, which was second highest in the major leagues. And today they hit a ton of barrels. I mean, probably all five of their home runs were barrels and they had 20 hits. They had a couple doubles. So, I would expect going into tomorrow, they might be first in barrel rate. Uh, the chase rate is going to be even better. The contact, contact rate is going to have improved. The strikeout rate will have gone down. So, I don't want to read too much into this game but it, but it's not just this game it's a six game sample and you take the bad and you take the good and you combine it and it was looking all right before today and then today was just another example of the good giants and so it's six games they're 3 and 3 it's not like they're 6 and 0 oh, right they've lost three times uh and a lot of it is the pitching i mean Logan Webb he gave up a bunch of runs the giants gave up what nine runs yesterday it's kind of a i think Seven, nine, I cannot remember. It's escaping me right now. And then on opening day in their loss, you know, five runs to the Yankees or whatever. And so they haven't been the best at pitching. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to look at some individual players. And also the runs allowed by the Giants might not be as good as you would think. So we'll get into it in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by So. Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball flat platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and access accessing next level competitions and rewards. So rare recently partnered with MLB all-stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled dot com to draft your team Of free player cards, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. All right, as promised, more to get into for the Giants. I wanted to kind of talk about some individual player lines, but also let's just go to the fact that the Giants, it's so funny in baseball. Like, different, like when the Giants lost what was it nine to three? I cannot remember what the score was in yesterday's game, but when they lost that game, the focus is on the offense and that the offense didn't do enough. Was that the focus? I mean, I guess it's just that if you like, for example, I know the the giants gave up six runs today. Three of them came in the ninth inning with a position player pitching. And so it really wasn't like they gave up six. They really just dominated this game from start to finish They hit a home run against a position player on the other side too, but let's just say for the sake of this example that they had given up six runs kind of normal in normal fashion, not with a position player, and they had won 16 to six. Nobody thinks for a second about the six runs allowed, but if it's a certain day where you get shut out and you lose six to nothing, people, or let's say even that it's six, five, you're complaining about the pitching and the pitching is the focus and you're the the narrative is like this that and the other the pitching the pitching the pitching but on I know today isn't the perfect example because it was only three runs when they actual when they had actual pitchers on the mound but you don't think for a second about the pitching or the six runs when the offense scores 16 and so depending on what you're doing it can kind of mask other things and so Overall, I just want to point out the Giants have scored 38 runs. And as I scroll through the National League leaders in runs scored, the Giants are tied for first. No team has scored more runs than the San Francisco Giants. There are a couple teams that have scored 38. Those teams are the Dodgers, who are four and two, the Brewers, who are five and one. And that's it. Those are your 38 run teams and the Giants. But the Giants have allowed 32 runs, so they've allowed almost as many runs as they've scored, and they're leading the National League or tied for it in runs scored. And so just simply put, they've allowed kind of a lot of runs. 32 runs in six games comes out to 5.3 runs a game, which is kind of high. And 38 runs, by the way, divided by six games is 6.3 runs a game. So they're winning 6.3 to 5.3 on average. And of course, it doesn't work that way. And it hasn't been that way. It's been uneven. But that's baseball. It's not even. And so anyway, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like today's offensive explosion kind of masks the fact that Alex Wood was super inefficient uh, today, I'm not going to say he was bad. He gave up one earned run, three runs, one earned. Tyro Estrada was at short. Brandon Crawford did not start in this game and Tyro Estrada made an error and it cost them a couple runs. But in three innings of work, Alex Wood allowed six hits and two walks and only struck out three. And so, and was only able to go three innings. And, and so, I mean, he threw quite a few 71 pitches in three innings. So Alex Wood wasn't great, but we don't like, even really think about it because of the offensive explosion. And also, like I said, Logan Webb has a 655 ERA. I discussed yesterday why I'm not worried about Logan Webb. The peripherals are good. The strikeout rates good. The walk rate is good. Some of the early season kind of poor results for the pitchers have been related to allowing homers and homers, uh, when all is said and done, this is probably going to be a team that's among the best in the game at preventing homers. And so the fact that they're allowing a lot of them right now doesn't really have me too concerned. Like they're allowing, coming into today, they were allowing 1.71 home runs per nine innings, which was, you know, 24th in the league. I don't believe they allowed any homers today, as I look through, no, they didn't allow any homers today. So there you go. It's going to start trending in the right direction, hopefully. And then coming home, uh, the Giants ballpark, the guaranteed rate field and Yankee Stadium are two of the most hitter-friendly parks around. So you might think, oh, well, that discredits what the Giants did. Not really. I mean, they when you hit 15 home runs, not a lot of them were cheap. They are barreling up some balls. And what did I say? Look at that barrel rate, which isn't about... Uh, the ballpark. It's about hitting it hard and hitting it in the air, essentially. And coming into today, they were second, and I would imagine going into tomorrow, they're going to be first. But you know, for their pitchers, they they did kind of get hit by some home runs, which is kind of atypical for them. But overall, I'm just not that uh, concerned. Sean Jelly hasn't been as sharp as hoped. Anthony DeSclafani was excellent. He's kind of the only guy who really has made like an excellent start. Alex Cobb was kind of up and down in his start. He got into some trouble, but also kind of gutted his way through it and ended up allowing uh, not many runs there. And Ross Stripling got lit up. I mean, so, and the bullpen hasn't been exposed much. They've been able to use like Jacob Junis, who they use today, uh, to save guys and also uh, Sean Jelly. So they've they've really been able to kind of spare their pen. But all in all, like they have given up some runs. But they've also scored a lot. So I think it's just too early to draw sweeping conclusions. Things are going to normalize a little bit, probably playing at home, playing the Royals. Hopefully, I mean, there's never any guarantees in this game, but that's a series that you should win coming up here. And so anyway, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. I think do not get depressed about the Giants hitting homers. That is my main takeaway from this game. Hitting homers is the single best thing you can do at any moment in a game offensively is to hit a ball out of the ballpark, and the Giants have done it more than any team this year, and that's just a good thing. Don't overthink it. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. I think we'll be doing more mailbag questions. I have a lot left over from last week, so stay tuned for that. Thanks again for listening today. Go Giants. You are now Locked on Giants.